Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, August the 3rd in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we continue year C, proper week 14, which is the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. And sometimes on the Wednesday of the week, we take one of the extra passages, which comes from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary, and this week in the church's calendar year. And so today I want to pick up the secondary psalm for the week, which is Psalm 33, verses 12 through 22. So let me read that passage, but a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 33, verses 12 through 22. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. This is the word of God for us. once heard this story about Sarah Blakely. She's the CEO founder of Spanx. Now she may have sold the company by now, but uh, she was a founder of the company and she's got a huge net worth and uh, she's a gutsy businesswoman. And she told the story of like her upbringing, which maybe seeded some of this risk taking and this tenacity that she has. She said that when they were growing up, their, their dad would ask them at least once a week, uh, if not, you know, very frequently, like, what have you done this week that you failed at? Um, and it wasn't so dad could make fun of them or make them feel small, but dad wanted to instill within them this risk-taking penchant, but also like, you know, you have to learn how to recover after you have fallen down. And uh, that's those that's kind of like a punchline to a lot, a lot of great stories that we admire and people that we admire are those who they tried something and they lost or someone who they had hardship happen to them, not because of their own choosing, but instead of using it as an excuse not to take any further chances, um, they decide that they want to move on. They decide that they would like to recover and that they'd like to try again. And that I think uh, our faith, uh, the Christian faith, I think it engenders this type of resiliency. Um, the Christian people were ones that um, were harassed on every side. Uh, there are times where for no reason, calamity would come upon Christian families. And so they had to find a way to band together, to stick it out and to continue to try. That seems to be in the background of Psalm 33. Um, you'll notice that Psalm 33 does not have a title. And a lot of scholars suggest that uh, it's kind of kind of fits nicely within in between Psalm 32 and Psalm 34 because the, the ending themes of Psalm 32 blend nicely into some of the themes of Psalm 33. And so whoever is organizing the Psalter, they decided to put it here. Um, they think that 
you know, as they look at words and the different themes that come up in Psalm 33, that this was a song that was written after the Israelites came back from exile. So once again, 722, 721 BC, and then uh, 586, 587 BC. Uh, there are two different times where nations outside of Israel came and waged war against them, conquered Israel, and then carried them off into exile, into imprisonment, or to you know scatter them all across uh, these great vast empires. And so there was this story towards the end of the Old Testament period where the people of God come back, and you can imagine uh, the joy when they return, but also like the fear, like some of the questions that would come up again and again, like, is this going to happen to us again? I mean, Moses warned us about this. We read at the end of Deuteronomy. It's happened, you know, a couple generations back to our with our ancestors and not so, like so far distant answers, but just here recently. And so are we going to default on our covenant terms again? Are we going to be protected by our God this time around? Um, or is exile imminent uh, for our future existence? And so maybe in that um, climate where things are a bit tenuous, uh, maybe there's some fear and trepidation. It's not exactly the, the most you know, fruitful environment to start writing songs again. And so what's neat about Psalm 33 is that somebody had the imagination to sing songs and to sing songs of praise and sing songs that, uh, and to write songs that teach. Uh, the scholars suggest that this is a wisdom psalm that uh, tells the people of God to reflect upon the word of God because the word will continue to guide us. But what we see in verses 12 through 22, which is what our reading comes from today, is that uh, there's an assurance baked into this psalm. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, right? And so they're reminding them, hey, our God is faithful. Like he's been faithful throughout the, all generations. Yes, we were carried off in exile. Yes, we've experienced setbacks in battle. But God is with us. Um, from the heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on the earth. And he forms the hearts of all who considers everything and he, who considers everything that they do. And so this is a God who guides us. He shapes us as um, our loving God. And so there's this admonition at the end of verse 20. We wait in hope for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, but we trust in his holy name. Now, those aren't empty words. Like, those are gutsy words. Um, they've actually recognized in their, you know, not so distant past, of, of um, hardship coming to their people because they've wandered away from God. And so to say these words again, may would have, like, you know, maybe they're seeing them with like a little bit of a lump in their throat. Like we understand the hardship of what it means to be the people of God from time to time. And even so, we vow to give ourselves over to this God because his covenant hasn't expired. He is a good God and we can be his people. We don't have to forfeit our inheritance like our ancestors did in the past, but we can hold on to the hope of God. That is like, it's a great image of what it means to be God's people today. Um, at the time of this recording, we uh, just stood in a long line and we voted uh, in our area of the world. And um, I don't know, it was like super early. I got there early, like 6 a.m. And um, I just couldn't help but like hear people talking in such, I don't know, like pessimistic terms about how terrible the wor wor world is and um, you know, how these aren't the days that I remember and so on and so forth. I thought to myself, you know, like everyone's got their own opinion and perspective. I just wish that um, I mean, some of these folks maybe would have had breakfast before they came into this uh, voting line. But there's may maybe reasons for us to be pessimistic. There's a, a lot of reasons for us to be optimistic as well, particularly as people of faith. We can say, you know what? 
This God's faithful. This God's powerful. This God is with us. Therefore, we have so much hope going. We have a good thing going for us in these days and in the days to come. And so I choose to stay, not to be pulled away and to be lured into this pessimism that seems to animate even the people of God, but I choose to be lured into this um, this idea of optimism, that this world is going somewhere because God has a dream for it and every life that's within it. And so um, let's, let's start this day with that optimistic tone. Let's uh, have guts to sing song of praise even we've had some setbacks in our life. We can choose this day to worship God and to be hopeful of the days to come. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are overwhelmed by your goodness. And we thank you that nothing is too difficult for you. Uh, we understand that you give us a big, bold mission to go out into this world to be good news, to share good news, to bind up the brokenhearted and set captives free. And we confess to you at times that we're part of the problem. We, uh, instead of fixing the world, we continue to break it by harboring bitterness or lashing out in anger or um, not trusting you and, and trying to build things on our own without your strength and power. And so we pray that you'd forgive us, that you'd cleanse us of our sin. And we also confess to you that... Um, we get bogged down by what seems to be a lot of the negative happenings in the world around us. And we begin to harbor this, this anxiety about maybe things won't ever get better. Like maybe things won't actually have redemptive shape and that this all things are going to spiral out of control. We think of that uh, as people of faith, we get to hear the word again. And we get to be inspired to rethink and to renegotiate even some of our keen observations about the world. That behind it all is a good creator God who wants to fix the world around us. And so, Lord, we pray that you would fill us with your love so that it might overflow into other lives around us. I pray that you give us an imagination, a bold imagination and a grit to um, work on behalf of the kingdom's sake so that we can see good, redemptive things populate our world around us. And I pray all this would bring praise to you and it would fill our lives with enthusiasm and energy for the things that you desire for this world. So God, be with us today. We want to be part of the solution today. And we know that we can only get there by your grace. And so we pray that your grace would cover us once more. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.